Once upon a time, far away in a utopian land, there was a cultural web magazine called Weshsara, who set themselves as the ultimate magazine for youth, a digitally written space for freedom of speech, with no limitations, a voice for youth, who is going to tackle taboo subjects despite people's discomfort. But little did people know that it was all for marketing's sake with no substance behind. Between parentheses, this is the most dramatic internet analysis podcast essay I have ever got to make. So brace yourselves, people. Anyways, Washra is this youth cultural web magazine, or used to be. It was initially set as a digital place where different editors and writers, in which they could express their ideas write well-developed articles in order to educate, to inform, or to have the impression of doing so, to have the illusion of being free as an editor with supposedly no limits, a web magazine where editors are called to write about taboo topics. But all of that was only happening on the surface, behind the scenes, Things were absolutely not like this. A feminist magazine for marketing's sake but who despises its women editors. Westra magazine was relatively set as a feminist magazine, but feminist in a way that only sweets them, feminist in a way that sweets marketing, and that definition of feminism is pretty complex and complicated in a way that it is contradictory, but not contradictory in a human way, but contradic contradictory in a very suspicious, suspicious way that is almost hypocritical. And this is how that feminism looked like. If one of the writers or editors who happened to be a man wrote an article that is about supporting women in everyday life society, the editor-in-chef and director of publication would clap their hands for him, would congratulate him for showing support as a man to women through his well-written article. However, when an editor or a writer who happened to be a woman when she writes a very well-developed and, and an intellectual article, the only response she gets from the editor-in-chef is whether nothing or a response that says this article is full of images or oh, this is so long as an article and its correction is going to be postponed. And Wishra Team's feminism is also about stating how much were written and full of good vocabulary and how analytically good is an article written by a man editor. However, when a woman editor writes analytical articles or articles about video gaming, artificial intelligence, the editor-in-chef's response to that would be Merci ma chérie, je t'aime bisous, or that she forgot to add this, or, or that she forgot to add that, because Weshra's editor-in-chef assumes that a woman writer only deserves a bisou ma chérie, 
or a suggestion because her articles will always be incomplete as a woman unless she writes an article about period or anything related to a woman's vagina or a woman's clitoris. And that's how feminism sounded like inside Washra or in Washra or according to Washra. It was only about feminism on the surface, feminism superficially, feminism on social media, feminism in their marketing strategy. However, among that team, women writers, women editors were shown disrespect were showing despise, they were being taken for granted, their editing writing skills or analytical writing skills were underestimated. And I know that someone could very well listen to this part and say, but sometimes they posted big up posts about that women editors showing them support and encouraging them. Well, here is the proper answer to that. Or the answer to that would be it's all marketability and appearances, ma chérie. This is my answer to that. Plus, in some cases, there were some favoritism shown to certain women editors there. Not because they initially had the good intention to encourage them in a social media post, but it was all about favoritism. It was not a very genuine intention of supporting women. And since I mentioned favoritism, this leads me to mentioning regionalism, racism, and favoritism. Wesh Sarah's editorial line wants to write about social taboo but can't face their own team management issues. In order to tackle regionalism, racism, favoritism, maybe even infantilizing that was happening among the Wishra team or the 2020 Wishra team, I need to be talking about the management. Wishra team's management is disorganized or in a more sugar-coated way, Wishra has no management type of management. That team management in a nutshell consists in the cow the co-funders being absent. You never know them unless you meet them per hazard in a very different professional context. And they would tell you, oh the word is so small. I am the co-founder of Washra. Haha. <laughs> I know. I am everywhere. And then you as an editor, your reaction or your answer to that would be, yeah, sure, you're everywhere professionally except where you should be, which is among Washra. So co-founders are absent, director of publication, guess what, is absent as well. And their justification to this absence is, well, life happens. Which leads me to think that if you are busy with your life, which is very human, then why on earth creating this web magazine for? To say that you created it on LinkedIn? Is this your only available answer or justification 
anyways. Them being absent and them ghosting with no respect to their editor's team means that all the pressure of the editorial line goes on the shoulders of the editor-in-chief since the co-founders and the director of publication are absent. So the one who is in charge of it all is the editor-in-chief. And this editor-in-chief, how do I say it, happens to have an internalized racism and was socialized and raised in a way to think that people who come from other towns, other cities, other wilaya are low-quality people. In other words, this editor-in-chief was racist. So to summarize, let's imagine this nightmare. Imagine working with an editor-in-chief who is overworked, who is being taken advantage of by the co-founders, who is pressured, who is plus and above all racist, who shows regionalism in some cases, and then shows favoritism towards certain profiles they are biased towards, and who has a non-existent emotional and social maturity, plus who doesn't like to admit that they are wrong when they are wrong, and who thinks that only men can be analytical and a woman editor can only take bizu machiri as a feedback. It's the disrespect towards the editors who happen to be not paid and who are only among the Washra team as contributors for free. The disrespect towards them is extended to the fact that when you happen to be absent as an editor, because life is genuinely busy where you are, you are being put out of the door by simply being deleted from the professional messenger Washra group by that same editor-in-chief, while the co-founders, the director of publication, are still being absent. They are still ghosting, but they got the benefit of doubt. You know, life is busy with them. And I'm going to be transparent in this upcoming part. There is a possibility where some people who work with the concerned Wishsara team that I'm talking about, and they are going to listen to this part and then say, we worked with them or we are working with them and they happen to be very, very professional. We don't know what you are talking about. Let me give you an example. The US embassy team could say, we work right now with Jumana. She is very professional. The context in which she works with you as a U.S. embassy is completely different from the context in which she was working when she was working with Washra. The difference is that, of course, she's working with or she is working for the U.S. embassy. She better not mess up. Second, the work there happened to be paid. Third, in here, she is an employee. She is not being put in a superior job, which, according to what I saw, does not suit her. She is having trouble managing a team. Or when she works in a context where people are working for free with her, 
she and other people will, I mean, would or clearly did underestimate these people who work for free for them or with them. Honestly, I have no idea if Washra magazine is going to come back. They once posted something on their Facebook page saying, Oh my God, we're back. We're back soon. Expect us. And then nothing happened right after that. It was only a temporary hype, which is a very Washra thing to do. Just the hype, nothing. It's only on the surface. Anyways... In a more realistic way, if they ever did come back, they seriously need to rethink their values. As a web magazine, a cultural web magazine for youth, and make sure that their marketing values are aligned with what's happening inside their team. So this was the end of the episode. I would like to thank somebody. I would like to thank... Kimberly that you hear in the beginning and in the middle of or in between of each sequence she helped me doing the narrative voiceover it's actually not a human being it's an artificial intelligence narrow system that helps doing voiceover or narration so give it up for my AI alter ego Kimberly They named her Kimberly, it's not me. I did not name her anyways. So right now I think that it's the time to leave you with a song. The song is called What Once Was by Hers. (laughs) 